Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to all. Welcome to I Am Angela podcast, where we embrace the will of God. How's everyone doing this great weekend? Happy Mother's Day to each and every one of you that carry that title, no matter how you carry it. Happy Mother's Day. And let me welcome my favorite co-host, Minister Diane. How's it going, woman of God? Good morning, good morning, Minister Clark. How are you doing this morning? I am good. I am feeling good about this Mother's Day weekend. How about you? I am too. Happy Mother's Day to all you mothers mothers out there. And I wish you a blessed and happy Mother's Day. Yes, yes. Starting this whole weekend. I consider this whole weekend our day. That's right. That's right. I think that's why I'm so excited. I'm excited. I'm just like a kid at Christmas time. There's it's gift time. I don't care whether it comes in the form of finances, money. I don't care what it is. It's gift time. So I'm excited about it. I know that's right. So um, today is dedicated to our mothers all over the world. From the Bible days to the present days. We salute you this morning. You deserve to be saluted. We want to talk about how important you are in this world. From the reason you were created to the journey that all mothers will embark on, although the roads may be different. So we're going to just jump in. We're going to jump in, Minister Diane. Minister Diane is going to take us to Proverbs 31. Proverbs 31, 25 through 31. Yes, yeah. If you have your Bibles, everybody can turn with me, uh, all of those who are listening. And we are going to start in Proverbs uh, 31. Just a moment. Okay, we're going to start in Proverbs 31. And we are going to start reading from uh, verses 26 through 31. And I'm coming out of the King James Version. And the title, The Virtuous Woman Speaks Wisdom. She opened her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children arise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellence them all. all. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. Amen. Yes, 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 yes. Amen. That of Proverbs 31. There's so much more to it before even you get to that verse 26. But yeah. to hear that yeah. when she opens her mouth with wisdom and in her tongue is a law of kindness. That right there says, I mean, <laughs> that right there says a whole lot about a woman and how yeah. we as yeah. mothers need to make sure that we have wisdom on our tongue wisdom on our tongue. Many times when we become mothers, we become mothers young. You know, sometimes we become mothers older. And you don't know all that you need to know because there's really, the Bible is our book of how we're supposed to go about living, how we're supposed to go about life. But many a times we don't start out that way. 
You know, we don't start out that way. We fiddle and we fumble and we reach and we try to grab hold to the different things, grabbing hold to how we were raised, grabbing hold to how we see others raised. Sometimes we operate as mothers based on how we were raised and don't want to raise our children. So all mothers, I'm yeah. sure, have made mistakes and have grown throughout the years as their children grow, so do they grow in that wisdom. And I think this is a blessed, um, this is a blessed chapter for every woman to read. I think that all of the wisdom, Proverbs is a blessed um, book for us all to read, but the 30 and 31, um, really speaks to us, really talks to us and, you know, calls us into our rightful place in the kingdom. But we're going to go ahead and we're going to talk about the um, the first mother, the mother that made our biggest error, that brought sin on the world. And oh wow, how big does it get? We walk around thinking that the things we do can never be forgotten. You know, we make mistakes every day. And we think, oh, these things that we do, how people will remember it always. People will talk about it always. We'll never be forgiven by our kids. We'll never be forgiven by other people looking in. But look here at Eve, um, what she had to go through. Imagine being the reason that all mankind is born into sin. Now, it's one thing, you might raise a child or two wrong. You might go wrong. But when you have the whole world on your back, that's a whole nother kind of um, struggle that you're dealing with. And so we look at Eve and we say to be the first woman to come into this world, Genesis 3.20 says, and Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was she was the mother of all living. You know, that's a, that's a huge undertaking to be that first woman, to not know because you've already messed up by listening to the serpent, you've already messed up by listening to the evil one that comes to steal, kill, and destroy your life, you messed up. Now, you have two sons, Cain and Abel. Cain kills Abel. Could you imagine the pressures that were upon this woman of God? Yet she was chosen to bear this cross like we all are chosen to bear our crosses. And God has not given us any more than we are able to bear. So here she is, and we all get to read about her. Every generation gets to read about this one woman and her era and her kids and their era. We're, we're pretty good because we may be forgetting. We may be forgotten after a generation or two. Nobody might be talking about our eras anymore. But here she is. You, Everyone can read about her. Everyone can read about it. yet she still walked this life. Yet she still did walk this journey, you know, with her husband and went through this because she and her husband was the first ones in the garden. So there was a lot more that happened throughout her life. But this is just one mother. This is one mother. And there's many mothers that can say that they have kids that fight, kids that argue, kids yeah. that don't get along. You know, and sometimes as mothers, we take on that. It's what did we do wrong? What did we do wrong? I come to say that I believe that each and every individual, you know, even though you can show them wrong things, if you're not living in Christ, you know, you're living in the world, you can show them wrong things. But I think that God gives all of us a free will and all of us a mind of our own. So at some point we have to take the responsibility of how we live and how we treat others. So mothers, mothers have a lot to deal with. And mothers have, um, you know, when they're looking at their kids and they're different and they're, one is more different than the other. We have to be mindful. 
that we are all different and mothers have a hard, you know, a lot, they have a hard job, you know, they're that nurturer. Yes. They're the ones that make everything all right. So here we are, we're talking about Eve because she is the first, but there's many that's gonna come behind them. So what about Sarah, Diane? Let's talk about her motherhood. Yes, Sarah was known as the mother of the nation of Israel. Mm -hmm. She was the wife of uh, Abraham. And Abraham and Sarah, they were very old. They were very old. But God had made them a promise that they would bear their own son, uh, which would be called Isaac. And although he made this promise, and we all know when God makes you a promise, it's gonna come true. Yes, it will. You know, we we do we do have a little hard time with yes. the patience and, and and the faith there. That's but when right. God makes you a promise, yes. you can bet that it is it will come to pass That's okay right. uh so in uh genesis 17 verses 16 god promised of a son he said and i will bless her and give thee a son also of her yea i will bless her and shall she shall be a mother of nations kings of people shall be of her then Abraham fell upon his face and laughed and said in his heart, Shall a child be born unto him that is a hundred years old? And shall Sarah, that is ninety years old, bear? See, now, even though Abraham kind of doubted him, mm -hmm. he did it in his mind. But, all, you, you know, we know God still knew what he was thinking. Yes. But Sarah, Sarah was a homemaker. She was a wife and eventually became my mom. Mm -hmm. and, and Sarah, you know, like I said, was married to Adam. And Adam, uh, God made this covenant with him that they were gonna have a child. And uh, though Sarah and Abraham uh, interest, they, Sarah was a coward. She had a hard time with her faith, with God. But you know, even though she had a hard time, God still blessed her anyway. Yeah. And um, Sarah, with her problem of having a hard time and her doubt, she lost patience. And in losing patience, she gave, she wanted uh, Abraham to have a child by her handmaiden. And so in with that happening, he did like she wanted him to do. And they had a son. Well, actually the handmaiden got pregnant. And then Sarah, like most of us women, she got jealous, mm -hmm. but she failed to realize that was her fault. Yeah. She failed to realize that. And see, even though she heard the promise that God made uh, to uh, Abraham, because in verse in Genesis 18, verse 11, uh, you see, therefore, no, I'm sorry, verse 12. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am waxed old, 
shall I have flesh, my Lord, being old. See, that right there shows she had no trust in what God had told her. Yeah. So, uh, you know, she, Sarah was one of few, many women in the Bible that had problems uh, with fertility. And that's the same thing we see today. We have women now wanting children but have problems with fertility. You know, now we have all of this different scientific methods, IVL, you know, or either even having your um, eggs implanted in someone to carry the child for you. Well, Sarah didn't have that luxury. So her only other choice was trust God. Yes. But uh, going back to the fact that because she didn't trust and because of her impatience, uh, she presented him with her handmaiden. Her handmaiden became pregnant and Sarah was so rude to her handmaiden. She wanted to blame uh, Abraham, but again, it was her fault. And the handmaiden, Hagar, she left. But the angel followed her and talked to her and she returned back. But uh, in this saying, you know, with her being uh, doubtful of God, we got to learn to have more patience with the Lord. Because God had promised her he was going to give her a child. And that goes to show whatever God promised you, it will come to pass. He knew how old she was, but it was not yet time for her to bear a child. He knew the day and the time that she would become pregnant. And uh, with her becoming impatient, he still forgave her and he gave her what he had promised her. Yeah, yeah. And you know, that takes us into Hannah. When we started talking about um, when we start talking about being barren, Hannah is one of my favorite characters in the Bible because of the fact, um, women of the Bible, because of the fact I find myself in Hannah. I wanted children for many years and could not, um, could not make it through a pregnancy. Um, had many miscarriages and whatnot. And I thought, oh, wow, you know, is this the way it's going to end? Am I not going to be the one of the ones that carry kids? And I can remember asking God, you know, how could you create me and not create me to do what you created me to do? That cannot be. So therefore, I waited on him. I prayed to him. I made sure that I sought him to see what was it in me that he needed to change? What was it in me that I needed to work on before you could trust me with one of your little ones? And I did that. And I think Hannah was one of, she was a great woman of God that knew just what to do to get his attention. She knew how to knock on his heart. And God knew when and where he was ready to do that. This encouragement is to all of the want-to-be mothers. I know what it is to want to be a mother and not being able to be a mother. I know what it is to desire to have a child and not be able to have that child. But I also know what it is to put in the work on yourself to make sure, you know, because we all, you know, sometimes we might have selfishness. 
you know, sometimes we might have, we don't like to think, oh, you know, this is being withheld from me because of this issue that I have or that issue that I have. One of the things that I gained knowledge of when studying Hannah in 1 Samuel was the fact that she prayed all the time. And every year, her and her husband would go up to the priest to offer an offering every year. And she prayed and she wanted this child. There was another wife of her husband who was just having children all the time, another mother in the house. And it came to the point where God knew that Hannah was going to have Samuel, who was his prophet. But he had to make it so that Hannah would do anything in order to have that child. So if he holds out long enough, Hannah will give him anything that comes into her heart to give it, which was giving Samuel back to him. When, he gave, when she gave Samuel back over to him, Samuel became raised by Eli, who was a priest. So God knew what he knew, what he wanted out of Samuel's life. He knew what mother to use to get Samuel. And I truly believe that he had a plan for Samuel. He had a plan for Hannah. And because she laid on her face and she cried in a way that made them think she was drunk, she got what she wanted from God. She got what he wanted, she wanted, and he got what he wanted. I too, I totally understand it. I remember um, how she emptied herself out. When she emptied herself out, the Eli said, how long will you be drunk? How long will you drink wine? He thought she was a drunken woman that has come come in, you know, to offer her offering unto him drunken. And she said, no, I'm a woman of sorrow with a sorrowful heart. And what I love is how once he realized that, he said um, in 1 Samuel 117, go in peace and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou has asked of him. And I say to each and every mother that is out here this morning, Mother's Day comes around and you're still yearning for it. You're still desiring to have it. I say to you that God has a plan for your life and you should seek him, seek him wholeheartedly, seek him wholeheartedly. And sometimes you have to become a mother to those that are right there in front of you before you can become a mother to yeah. your very own. That was the one thing that he told me. When you love them like they're yours, like you had them, then I'll know you're ready to love your own. You have to love those that are not biologically yours. Then I'll give you your biological child. And he is a he, he's a promise keeper. So he did what he said he was gonna do. So then we have Mary, the mother of a ship. What do you have on Mary, Diane? Yes, Mary. Um, I uh, did a little research on Mary. And uh, in my research, I found that Mary was visited by the angel at a very early age, very early. But by then, she was already promised to um, her husband Joseph, because in the Jewish, uh, I guess, cultural religion, uh, they do a covenant, and it, it was made about a year before she was married. And a covenant to be engaged is just like being married. So she had to keep this covenant. And when she was visited by the angel, uh, the angel spoke to her and let her know God had found favor in her. And she was going to be carrying the Messiah. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, I can imagine at a very, very early age being approached, especially by an angel, to let you know you have been chosen by God to carry the Messiah. And by her being a virgin, she wanted to know how was this going to happen. And even though it was probably shocking to her, I found, I read that she still was obedient. She was ready. Whatever God wanted her to do and needed for her to be, she was ready to give birth to the Messiah. And instructions, she was ready to name him Jesus. She was just all for it. And I think here in this lifetime today, I think we should be more obedient to God's word. When he come to us, when the Holy Spirit come to us and give us a a mission from God, I think we should be a Mary. We may not be asked to have a child, but whatever assignment God gives us, I think we should be more like Mary. And see, the angel explained to Mary that Jesus would be great and called the son of the most high. And with all the explaining that the angel did, she accepted everything he uh, told her. And the angel, um, with her wanting to know how was that gonna happen with her not ever being with anyone and that she was still a virgin, the angel explained to her that the Holy Spirit would come upon her and overshadow her. And then Mary answered with, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. And you will find that in Luke 1, 26 to 28. So Mary uh, may have found favor with God. She still went through a lot of pain. After giving birth to Jesus, she um, she became, like I said, she was Jesus' mother, and she knew this grace as an unwed mother because, you know, she hadn't yet married, and everybody was kind of looking at her back yes, then. It was a disgrace yeah. to become an unwed mother, and everybody was looking at her, but she still went on about her business, and she almost lost Joseph. Had it not been for that angel coming to him in his sleep, he was ready to walk off and just leave her because he didn't understand either. But after his dream with the angel, after having that uh, vision from the angel, he understood and he did as God wanted him to do. But her submission to God, it did, it cost her dearly because you know, uh, Mary gave birth to Jesus as a son and watched him die as her yes. savior. Mm. And can you imagine, I have lost a child. I lost a child at five months, he was five months old. Mm-hmm. That is a kind of pain that you will never ever experience with any other relative. Yes. 
even your mom. You love your mom dearly, but that is a type of pain you will never ever experience with just another relative. So can you imagine her standing there, watching her son being nailed to a cross and dying? I cannot imagine right now the pain that she went through just to, to watch him, watch him being abused like that. Yeah. So Mary is my favorite lady in the in the Bible. Yeah. Mary is a mother. Yeah. She is a mother of all mothers. Yes. She and is. I thank her mm-hmm. for being so obedient to God yeah. and having the Messiah. Mm-hmm. This is true. She is. She is the mother of mothers because you think about the many mothers that go through this kind of pain, losing a child, you know, losing a child. I don't care whether they're babies or adults. It right. is, I can't imagine, um, you know, spending any amount of time out of the womb with a child. You know, it's just as bad, you know. I will not put any less trauma on it to lose a child that you're carrying. But right. to have birthed a child and the jo- child come forth and you're holding that child in your arms and you're, you know, starting a life with it, you're planning the life because the right. child, and even watching your child grow throughout the years, being toddlers, being teenagers, and then you lose it. That mother who is connected with that baby in the womb for nine months, you know, it's a whole different, I, it's just a whole different situation to be to be a mother and to go through that. And with Mary, she knew what he was brought here for. for. Yeah, she saw the things that he accomplished from birth yeah. till his death. So to actually see him go through his life doing what God had put him here to do. Yeah. Being part human, part divine. Right. And then to just stand and watch him. Yeah. For not only her, any mother that has to go through the act of your child being brutally abused to the point of death. Yeah, it's detrimental to anyone, any mother. Exactly. And I think that, you know, that is, it's a huge thing to bring forth because there's so much death in the world today. Yeah. You know, death, death from over, um, drug addiction, whether it's death from shooting, you know, gun violence, whether it's all types of violence, even with police brutality, there's all sorts of things going on right now. And you think about all these people that die, they have mothers, they have fathers, they have siblings, you know, but a mother today will salute them. For them to have to go through this type of loss, this type of hurt, this type of pain, a mother stands in a very, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't do give less of a father in no kind of way, no way whatsoever. Yeah. But a mother is a female, which carries things yeah. a little bit different. Yeah. You know? Um, don't mean it don't hurt the same it means that they may carry it a little different and so for a mother to have to endure that we say this day 
that you have a God that sets high and he looks low and he knows when you're at your lowest. He knows when you're going through. He knows that today is, that tomorrow is Mother's Day and that you're going to wake up and your child is not going to be there or that child's not going to call you. And he knows just what you need. And so I say to you all that are going through that type of loss, that have lost a child and you're missing them, especially on Mother's Day, to just look to heaven, look to God and tell him to give you a peace that passes all understanding. Seek him for that peace because he'll give it to you. We know that it cannot, that person will never be brought back. We know that you'll never get to do what you used to do with them. But remember all of the good that came out. Remember all of the times that they were with you on Mother's Day, that they were, that they did call you for birthdays, for Mother's Days, for holidays. Remember those times. But we lift you up on today. We celebrate you. We celebrate all of you mothers. Every mother, no matter how you um, became a mother, we celebrate the mothers that birthed the child and didn't raise the child. We celebrate because everybody's not perfect. And everybody has, like I said in the beginning, they're crossed the bay. Everybody don't do things like they're supposed to do, you know? And so we have to celebrate the fact that you did bring forth the life. Yes. You yes. brought forth the life. Even though you had to give it over for someone to finish the job. We never know what God's plans are. We never know what his who his plan why his plans are the way they are. You know, we may have questions about why, you know, I met a, a gentleman quite a few years back and did not know. I met him, he was um, a radio station host. And um, we were talking and we were going over a book that I had written. And he talked about being um, abandoned by his mother. Well, from the looks of him, I would have never thought that. From the conversations with him for the type of man he had become, I would have never dreamed that he had abandonment issues. But that goes to tell you that no matter what happens, God has a plan. And God's hand is always outstretched to pull you through, to pull the child through, to work with the child. But we all must seek him first. We got to seek yeah. him. We got to seek him for understanding. We got to seek him for everything. Mothers, we have to seek Christ. We have to seek him for answers. We have to be led by the spirit. I'll give you one last um, example. I was sitting at home one day, was working, and my son was in middle school. And I was sitting there, and all of a sudden, it came over on me. Something was wrong at school. And I sat there a few minutes later, and I, I prayed about it. But then it's get heavier and heavier on me to the point where I grabbed my pocketbook and keys and went to the school. Well, I go to the school and I tell them at the office, I need to see my son. And they call him to the front. Well, he comes up there, you know, all confused, like, what are you doing here or whatnot? And I said, I don't know. The Holy Spirit told me to come over here. I said, something ain't right. I said, I want to know, are you okay? Is something going on that I need to know? Uh-huh. Well, he's looking at me like, mama, you know, go back home. I don't know why you come over here. Well, he didn't tell me until weeks later that, you know, they were picking on him in the cafeteria and he was ready to fight. And I said, oh, so <laughs> so he sent me over there to stop you from getting in trouble in school. We have to seek God on every level. And even though it feels silly, it feels stupid for you right. to jump up and go and do what you need, follow the spirit of the Lord. Follow yes. We're mothers. We have to seek and then we have to go and we have to do. And I say to any of you, 
lay on your face. We have to lay on our face for our children. Yes, we have to yes. always be in, um, you know, be in prayer for them. And sometimes they're not going to do and they're not going to be what mm -hmm. we expect them to do and what yeah. we expect them to be. You know, as I'm looking at, now I'm older and I'm looking at my mother and I'm looking at other mothers her age, sometimes they're not going to put out like you thought they would. Uh -uh. Sometimes they're not going to be there like you thought they were going to be there. But you, that's not you. You're still the mother. You're yes. still the mother. And you still got to act like the mother. You still yes. got to carry out your position in the family, regardless yes. of what they're doing. You still got to pray for them. You still got to lift them up to the Lord. And he'll yeah. take them. And those are the times you got to ask God, please, Lord, help yes. me with this unconditional love. Yes. Because, you know, we we we, we don't always going to have the angels. No, no. And sometimes no. it just takes that extra mile yes. for that unconditional love and that's the time we have to pray fast and as you say stay on our faith yes. because sometimes our children can be a difficult part of our life yes. but we still we still mama that's right. and we still love them uh -huh. But sometimes we just have to look up and say, God, please help me give me this unconditional love right here for this child. And then I pray for those where um, I find that a lot of mothers uh, nowadays are having postpartum. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I pray for them because some of them, you know, when they go through it, I guess it's it's the imbalance of chemistry yes. when the body is trying to, I guess, get back to normal. Uh -huh. And it's hard for them to connect and form a bond with their child. Yeah. So as mothers, we, we go through a lot. From A to Z, we go through a lot. Yeah. But I commend each and every one of you. Yes. Uh, like you said, uh, even if you gave birth and for some reason you could not raise that child. Yes. But I look at it, you knew and you were willing. You loved that child still enough to yes. make preparations for him or her That's to be, right. have a home. That's right. So even with that, you still, in my book, counted as a great mom. That's right. That's right. We don't leave anyone out. Stepmoms. Yes. Great moms. Great moms. Stepmoms. Putting in. Putting in. You know, I think that um, stepmoms, we get a bad rap. You know, yeah, I'm we do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a stepmom. And, you know, I think that when I hear people talk about their stepmoms, I'm like, you know what? If you're a stepmom and you ain't doing right, straighten up. <laughs> straighten up right now. Straighten yeah. up. Because we all got to do our share. If you put in a children, a child's life, whatever reason, it don't cost you nothing to love. Yes. It don't cost you nothing to hug. It don't cost you nothing to be positive, to be uplifting for them. It don't cost you anything to do that. So therefore, we must do that. No matter, no matter what. I mean, if you, if you're a stepmom, you came in after the fact. <laughs> you are you are called to love. You are called to be a part of. You are called to groom and to help grow. You know. And so that's what we're supposed to do. So stepmoms, I give a shout out to you for all that you do for putting yes. in. You know, yeah. you're supposed to. 
you married into that family, you are come along, you married into that family. So now you just gotta get in and do what you're supposed to be doing. Yes. So we, we shout out to you. We shout out to every mother. And I wanna give a shout out to my mother um, as well. When I was young, I thought my mother was crazy. You know, when you're coming up in your teenage years, then good Lord. Because, I mean, she won't let me do nothing. She won't let me go nowhere. She just, she just, she just got me on a leash. She's just not going to let me get too far. But, you know, as I've gotten older, even when I was a young adult, I realized the benefits of how she raised me. I realized the benefits of what she taught me. And when she said no and meant it and didn't even turn turn back to say, well, mate, you know, I learned so much about loving, loving my children, you know, because my mother truly loved us unconditionally. She truly loved us. You know, as an adult, as a Christian adult, I look at her many times and says, you know what? You do not supposed to be standing up for them right now. You know, when she's standing up for my brothers and whatnot, or for me, you know, I'll say, you know, you, you don't supposed to be, that's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to tell them they're wrong. But many a times she will. She'll tell you you're wrong, yet she'll still hold you. Yet she'll still hold your hand. Yet she'll still, you, she know you made a wrong turn. Yet she will make sure to help you to get back on track. You know, a mother puts out even when they don't have it to put out. You yes. know, they want to see you succeed. They want to see you go beyond their, the places that they went, you know. They want to see you have things that they didn't have, you know. So I want to salute my mother because she was a great mother. She is a great mother. She steps in and pulls us up and continues. Even though we're adults, she's right there by our side. I also want to send a shout out to Brenda, my aunt, who is a great mom with a great thick heart, with a great, you know, great spirit to pour love out on you. Brenda used to love on me when I was a little bitty girl. And she was the one that baked cookies for us and made sure that we felt felt that extra love. She was the one I always wanted to babysit me. You know, me and Janet got close when I got older, but Brenda was the one I wanted around when I was a little girl, you know, because she nurtured us. She hugged and kissed on us. So she's always been a great mother. So I just want to let them know that they are loved and I salute them. What about you, Diane? Yes, uh, even though my mom, she's going on to be with the Lord, I miss her. I miss her terribly. Yeah. Um, we were partners in crime. She <laughs> lived right next door to me. But every evening I came from work, I had to stop there. My husband, he told me, he said, your mom just lived next door. Do you have to stop every day? I said, uh-huh, I have to stop. I'd stop there and eat me a snack and come on to the house. <laughs> and, and, but she was my confidant. I could talk to her about anything. We would go shopping together. She loved clothes. We would just, we would just have a good time. And I often remember all the good times. And like your mom, she she raised me. Yeah. If you're wrong, you're wrong. Yeah. But I knew, even though chastising me, I knew she still loved me. That's right. Because she wanted me to do right and and, and be right. That's you right. know, so I just, you know, I shout out to all the daughters today that yes. moms have gone on. Yeah. And just, I know it hurts, but yeah. just remember the good times. 
And I also want to send a special shout out to my sister. Yeah. My sister is like 15 years older than I am. And I love her dearly. She was like a second mom to me. My parents worked. And when they were going to work, she was my babysitter. Mm-hmm. Even though I gave her a hard time lots of times, but she was still there for me. And yeah. she often told me, you know, she would tell me growing up, you don't know who your mom is. I spend just as much time <laughs> with you as mama do. But I love her dearly, and I thank her for being yes. there for me when my mom had other things to do. And even as when my mom um went on to be with the Lord. She was still there and is still there for me. So my shout out goes out to all moms, all substitute moms, all sisters, aunts, cousins that had to fill in. That's right. My shout out goes out to you. Yes, yes, yes. And I, you know, I definitely am glad you mentioned that, you know, moms that have passed on because I have friends whose moms have passed on and I pray for them, you know, during this time when it seems a little bit more sad, um, when moms haven't been gone that long either, you know, it's fresh still and you haven't even gotten over, you know, even the funeral, you know, I pray for you all um, on this day and I lift you all up and I say that, you know, you had her. You had her. She was your mom and she was here and she raised you and she was there yeah. with you. You saw the good, you saw the bad, you saw how to do it yourself. And so that we have to be thankful for. So I love all of them um, and pray that they have peace on this weekend. And while they're yeah, thinking yeah. of their moms, just think of the good things. Think of the good things. Think of the bad stuff that's funny right now. You know, you can think back things that they wow. did like good grace. <laughs> so we can all do that. But I have a poem before we leave, before we do a prayer. I have a poem that I found and it's called Mother Oh Mine by Rude, I think his name is Rudyard or Rudyard. It's R-U-D-Y-A-R-D, Kipling. And he wrote this way back because this was 1865 through 1936 was when he died. So I thought, yeah, it's a very old poem, but I thought it just spoke volumes. It says, if I were hanging on the highest hill, mother oh mine, oh mother oh mine, I know whose love would follow me still. Mother oh mine, oh mother oh mine. If I were drowned in the deepest sea, Mother oh mine, oh mother oh mine, I know whose tears would come down to me. Mother oh mine, oh mother oh mine. If I were damned of body and soul, I know whose prayers would make me whole. Oh mother oh mine, oh mother oh mine. So this is, this speaks of how deep our love flows. How deep our love flows. I know my love for mine, oh my goodness. If I could hold them tight, for the rest of their lives, I would. Oh, if I could yeah. protect them for the world, I would. And so I know that my mother does the same. I know that every mother out there feels the same. So to this end, um, we want to um, say a prayer for you guys, for every mother out there. We want to yeah. say a prayer um, to lift you, to push you through, to help you walk through this weekend. So we go to our father. Father God, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus, thanking you. Thanking you, Father God, for the opportunity to rise up out of the bed this morning. 
Thanking you for the opportunity to open our eyes and use every limb this morning, Father God. We thank you for letting us get to this place. So many did not get here. So many did not get to this day in 2021. Father God, we thank you this morning. We thank you for every mother, aunt, sister, every female that has partook in the raising of another child, that has been motherly or a mother, mother-like or a mother. We thank you right now for each and every spirit, each and every body, Father God, that walked the line to be able to help groom another child, Father God. We thank you for your order. We thank you for ordering our footsteps. We thank you for giving us the right intentions. We thank you for giving us the right motives, Father yeah. God, to walk this life out the way it's supposed to be walked out by your women, God, your women of God. We thank you right yeah. now for giving us ideas of what we should do, how we should act. Father God, we thank you for bringing in, bringing us into submission to your will and your way, because we know that you are the only one that knows how to do it. Father God, we ask of you to hold every friend, every woman, every girl, every boy that is looking for a, a way to come out of this weekend, because they're so saddened by the loss of their parent, Father God. We're thanking you right now for being a peace that they know not of, a peace of understanding, Father God, that they know not of. We're thanking you right now for wrapping them up in your loving arms, Father God. And keeping them, Father, letting them know that even though their mother is not here in the physical, Father God, even you can be that mother, Father. You are everything. You can be everything to us, Father. We ask you to help them to remember the good times, remember the time which they spent with their parents, yes, Father. We're thanking you right now. We're thanking you for a blessed weekend. We're thanking you for touching every mother on this weekend, Father God, and giving them sunshine. Even if they feel low, even if they feel like depressed, even if they feel something that they shouldn't, Father God, let them see sunshine. Let them feel sunshine. Let them feel your sunshine. And we'll give you the praise, we'll give you the honor, and we'll give you the glory always. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. and amen. Amen. So people of God, we're going to go on and we're going to let you all enjoy your weekend. Happy Mother's Day again. We hope that you enjoy it. And until we see each other again, until we talk to each other again, each and every one of you be blessed. Be, be blessed. blessed. Be blessed. Bye -bye. Happy Mother's Day. Bye-bye.